guys, it's your host Matilda. And it's your co-host for the summer, Imama. And you're listening to the Africalypso podcast. To understand Nigeria, you need to appreciate where it came from. In 1900, Britain officially assumed responsibility for the administration of the whole of what we now know as Nigeria from the Niger Company. And then, gradually over the years, British protectorates were established throughout the territory. In 1914, the protectorates were amalgamated into one Nigeria. Actually, there's one additional detail that bears mentioning. In order to take over the territories from the Niger Company, the British government paid £865,000, a huge amount in 1900. So let's establish a simple truth. The British didn't travel halfway across the world just to spread democracy. Nigeria started off as a business deal for them, between a company and a government. Incidentally, the Niger Company is still around today, only it is known by a different name, Unilever. But that's another story. Okay, guys, have you guys listened to the African Giant album? It bangs. It does. It really does. It adds to me It's crazy because, like, I saw the album cover and I was like, no, I'm not listening to it. Oh, this. really? What? I really like it. No, before the actual album came out, because, you know, he did this thing where you could see it on Apple Music. But, like, mm-hmm. the songs were, like, blurred out, so you couldn't actually listen to it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I saw the names of the song. I was like, this album is not going to be bad. I, I like, really like outside... the album cover. Oh, really? I really did. I just thought it was unique. And it was just, like, I just I just like the concept. Okay. I was like, obviously, he picked us outside. And I don't know if there's anything he can do better than that. But then no. this album was, like, you it, know. It was really good. It was good. Yeah. Outside was really good, too. But, like, mm-hmm. they're good on, like, two different spectrums. I think yeah. he was trying to do different things. Yeah. Yeah. With it. But as you guys can tell from the clip, obviously, we are talking about the royal wait, you can also tell from the title of this podcast. <laughs> but, what? Yeah, we're talking about the Royal Niger Company. If anyone really was there when I was trying to start this podcast, I really started it because I was reading um Inamdi no was it Inam- no it was no he wrote Inamdi Azikuri writes. It was um Shinu Achit. Yeah, but he wrote now. So why does he say he writes? No, I was reading. Yeah, but he said to them there's a queer rights. So I mean, he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But like, I was reading Chinu Achebe's accounts of the Biafra War. And I finished reading it and I was just like, where was this in my primary school? Yo, where was ah, this anywhere in my life? And I call myself Nigerian. I don't know. So like, the main point of this podcast was really to, you know, talk about history and like politics, how it learns with us. But like, I also think that us as Nigerians, we're very multifaceted and we like just so it's not solely about (laughs) just politics and everything. But yeah, when I listened to the Burner Boy album and I listened to that clip that we just played, Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, I've known this, but like so many people don't know this. I did not know it. I absolutely did not know it until I heard, actually, until that clip came out. Yeah. And then, like, I didn't even hear the song yet. I just went on, like, I was on Twitter and I saw people talking about, like, the real Nigeria company. I was like, what the hell is What's this? What's going and, like, on? They're like, oh, did you know Guinea Lever sold Nigeria? I'm like, huh? Like, I don't 
And then I heard the song. I'm like, oh, then I obviously, being the curious person I am, I Googled it. It's like, hmm, interesting stuffs. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we go in, let's talk about our weeks. Oh, yeah, that's true. Before we get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Imama, how's your week? My week? Um, my week has been good. Yeah, it has been good. I went for a wedding on uh, last weekend. Oh, yeah, I saw it on your Snapchat. Yeah, so that was so much fun. You all um, look like you had Hi. It was so much fun. Conversation so obviously the happy couple. Uh-huh. I danced like I actually danced so I much that the day after my dancing. buddy heard, child, she is a dancer. She's a dancer. Mm, Shit. Yeah. yeah, she's a dancer. But I danced so much. Like the next day, literally, I woke up. My buddy hurts. Like, my buddy even still hurts right now. I just go to a chiropractor and like a just massage. because of dancing. Like, that used to I'm not even joking. Like because we, I was dancing. I went from heels to flat. So it's like dancing in heels. First of all, I do not recommend. Long. Yeah. <laughs> but it was yeah. It was just really fun. Like and Sunday was nice as well. I went to go sing at a retirement home. Really? What? Yeah. How? Uh, my choir from church. church. Okay. Yeah, it's so, like we go for like outreaches and stuff, and like not outreaches, just like you know, just go to retirement community home. service. Exactly. Kind of thing, yeah. So we went to like a, this retirement home and we sang for them, and they were so happy after. Like they were Aww. like, "Thank you so much for coming." Like you know, like uh, we usually have tea in silence, and like, you guys came, and it was so much fun. Like they're just like really so happy, and retirement I felt so Retirement home warm. sound really really scary. Yo, they like literally. I went there. I'm just like it. it doesn't look terrible but it's just like it's just old people just sitting here like having tea like just talking amongst themselves and just like i'm just like that's kind of all they do ah i mean but honestly they were really happy that we came like they were honestly so grateful like they were like we are so happy you guys came and we did not have to do tea alone in this like you know in this yeah. bitch. Sorry, I like saying but, that. <laughs> but yeah, how was your week? What did you do? do? Guys, I ran it. I said, guy. <gasps> I ran it. I ran it 5K over the weekend. And like, okay. Did you finish? I finished now. Oh, you guys don't even read No, me. I'm just tired. like, you know. I totally no. forgot it was this weekend. That's true. Yeah, like, okay. So I was begging all my friends to please follow me. Because like, it's been on my... um New bucket Year's, re- yeah, bucket list, mm-hmm. like all these things, like to do it since, like I always ran, like I ran secondary school, I still like run, so it's like it's not like I even like really prepared for it because I run every week and mm-hmm. everything. But it was good. I was seeing people doing the most. There was it was like a five k and a ten k, and I saw the people running ten k. They were going back to do the course when me I was struggling to finish, and I was like, <laughs> okay, you guys, wow. Did you like run all the way through, or did you like? No, I. Up? Some people actually ran all the way through. I don't know how they did i think you just have to train so like the thing about like running is that as long as you do it often your body starts getting used to it so i literally two weeks ago woke up and said i'm going to run a 5k i did not train for it so like if you are able to train for it you should be able to do that 5k's are actually not as long as people think that they are but like i'm sure yeah. it's not but would i do it no but i'm sure you it's should not. let's do it next year i, I don't understand why you used to jump i don't know what <laughs> you people's problem is anyways guys if anyone is listening and you're going to be in ottawa next year like let's run a 5k Hit i can me actually up. support you from the finish line no one even came to you support know, like, me i totally didn't i fo- totally forgot it was this weekend i would have totally come i totally forgot hmm. Fix, but honestly, Anyways. next time, publicizes. <laughs> That's true. I, I just got tired of asking people to please come to run with you. Yes. Why, why would you ask people to run with you? I know it. It's not a thing you do. Oh. It's, it's not you don't ask people to. But that is running. It's not. It's not. You're not. Saying, no, but after yes. I, I ran and I posted on my Snapchat, people were not like, ah, you should have told me. 
to run with you they're liars. or to cob with you? No, to run with oh, me. Oh, yeah, I know that's about liars. Liars. Because every single person I asked was like, see, you're on your own. No, honestly, how do you, I feel like, why would you? It's like, you're not telling me to come and have brunch with you. It's telling me to come and run a 5K with you. Come and be healthy. Oh, I'm okay. Thanks. <laughs> you can't eat healthy food. Wow. <laughs> that works. <laughs> so fake. Anyways, it's been an okay week. Like, work is back at it, stressing me again. <laughs> but, like, it's actually back at it. I'm tired. I actually just want to be sleeping at home. I haven't I gotten any break I deserve. Let me tell you, just save up enough money and take a month off. A whole month? Oh, no, just take just take a week off. I'll take the week off, but I just started. Have you been there for three months? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, no, just, it's just because, just like, I haven't... Ma- mark, I guess and then so. take a week off. It's just stressful because it's like, I, I didn't really get a break since school started. Oh, um, when yeah, I, like, since you graduated. Immediately, I graduated, I started working. So it's That's just true. like, I, I haven't had time to really that be myself. Sense. Fair enough. Fair but in enough. fact, yesterday, I didn't go anywhere. Like, I stayed home throughout Sunday and... I started feeling somehow, and I was like, "Okay, maybe I'd rather actually not be at home." Lord. I'm not a homebody. I hate being at home. I hate doing nothing. Oh my god! You know what I realized? It's summer, and I haven't gone for any brunches. And we like, did in Montreal. Montreal, but like, I feel like that was just because we traveled. Let's out of go the for city. brunch. Thanks. Let's go for brunch. Yeah. Alamon Coco. Or like dinner, or just like something like it's summer. Like you know, the sun sets late. I'm saying I just come home from work and I stay in my house. Not... Oh, you're talking about during the week. Yeah, during the week. <laughs> okay, no, no. You. I really want to do stuff during the week. So I can't just come home and stay in my house. Like I want to come, like go out. Like you that you sleep every time you come back. Yeah, home. but you see, if I went out, I wouldn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. No, I do stuff like after work. You see, I don't go anywhere. I Dead. stay in my house. <laughs> Anyways, guys, this is kind of like a continuation from one of our episodes when Hadiza was before she betrayed us and shout out she to went back shout out to Dizzy D we did an episode episode 16 it was Nigeria before Nigeria and we actually talked about this that's why like when it blew up and I was like oh people actually didn't really know about the Goldie guy but we'll get into that later. Goldie. His name was Goldie there. Amazing stuff. <laughs> See, I didn't know that, um, but, but we don't learn today. Yeah, like <laughs> we were talking basically how in that episode, we're talking about how Nigeria was before colonization. Mm-hmm. So we hadn't gotten to the parts right up to colonization. But Hadiza did mention the Royal Niger Company when she was talking about the whole thing. But before we actually get into this, why do you think Burner Boy put it in his album? Like... What was the purpose of that? Awareness, I think. That's kind of what I was getting at. But like, I don't know. I think we should discuss what actually happened and then circle back to that. To why he put it in his album. Yeah, I understand the awareness. Mm -hmm. But I want to understand what this awareness does. Like, I want to discuss what this awareness is going to benefit everyone. Like, I'm playing devil's advocate. Obviously, I know. Like, do you get what I mean? Yeah, okay. But like... I know, but I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I don't see that it's going to do much. Mm-hmm. But, okay, let's start. Like, what exactly the Royal Niger Company was. Okay. It was basically just a chartered company. So, like, back in the days, the, them, them colonization days. <laughs> them, them colonization <laughs> days. The, um, it's a time that was considered mercantilism or something oh, like that. Okay. I think I'm not pronouncing it right. Please correct me. But what it was is, like, it was this idea that the more you controlled trade the more power you had european countries used to want to conquer but not quite conquer conquer by trade 
Do you get what I mean? Like, if I'm able to control the trade in the world, mm-hmm. the more power I would have. That makes sense, though. I don't know, but I still see... Mercantilism? I still see aspects of it. No, even definitely. Even in right now. Because, like, when I was at the Liberal Week, they were talking about how, like, oh, that was bad governance because that believes in monopoly. Mm-hmm. Like, monopoly is how they exerted their power. Mm-hmm. If I'm able to dominate a market, I have monopoly over it and I have power. But nowadays, people are like, oh, no, anti-monopoly is more capitalism but like i feel like it's a sense of deceit because there's still a sense of monopoly of monopoly and everything like amazon is going to in fact okay we'll get into that later (laughs) different different topic completely so yeah this was a it was a chartered company because it could exercise some rights Mm -hmm. given by the the crown Mm -hmm. them like the royals yeah the royals them 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 people yeah so so there was this guy his name was goldie as much already sounds snake sketch so his his full name though was george goldie tubman and he later became tubman tubman no (gasps) but he (laughs) harriet tubman (gasps) but no 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 no, not that one a different one (laughs) he renamed himself basically he took out tubman because i guess goldie caught on more so he was I like, guess. new name, who this? Well, we don't even want him to be Tubman anyways. We already have Not an so. iconic Tubman, but Not okay. So. so this guy basically came with the intention to start a monopoly in Nigeria. In the Niger regions, then it was not Nigeria as we knew it. Mm-hmm. So he started this... Con- so question, is it Niger or Niger? Then there was the River Niger, right? Mm-hmm. So like they just called it the Niger, Niger region. region. Okay, like, do you get what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so the important thing to know before we get into like the Royal Niger companies that as of that time palm oil and palm kernels was very important to the English people because they were the first people to like be industrialized so like yeah so they were I think they were using it as um, a lubricant in their machines and stuff like that or something like that I think that's what was going on that's how you know they don't have taste it's not putting their food yeah, they don't, have, lubricant they don't have the range. They, they don't they have don't. it. But, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> uh, I think even at a point, like the price of palm oil dropped, but then palm kernels, I think they started gaining value or something like that. So like the resources that were in Africa, and we've, we've been known this, were really good. So they needed a monopoly. They wanted to control that. So this guy, what's his name? Goldie. Goldie. He came on an expedition to just look around. Honestly. But the next time he came, he was like, you know what? I came with a plan. He came with a mission. <laughs> so he started the United African Company. And then after a while, he got other companies in the region to basically come under him. And then he renamed it as the National African Company. And the National African Company was between 1882 and 1884. And that was before he made it a chartered company, Mm -hmm. which is when he got basically the seal of the crown. So he got the government support. And then they can run it basically almost as a, a government, but not quite. It's a company. Okay. But it has like more rights okay. than like normal companies because they have the seal of the, the, seal. Yeah, of the, the royal queen. seal. Yeah, exactly. Sis came here and he started <laughs> being really, really aggressive. Like there was a, a group of people, African people, they were called the brass people, I believe. They didn't want Europeans to come into the land. They wanted them to just stay at the like edges and not come in. Uncle Goldie was like, nope, that's not enough for me. I'm going to come in. They started making um, the locals, basically, the local chiefs sign treaties. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
they were in English, so we both know that like yeah. the guys didn't know what they were signing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were just signing up and down treaty, treaty. That which is basically exactly what Hadiza talked about. This happened over a period of time. So these people signed treaties that they were going to only trade with that company, which was basically Dangote, not allowing free. <laughs> which is basically not allowing free trade, right? Mm-hmm. Because with free trade, the traders are able to determine. Okay, this is the person that is set is being the highest price this is person i'm going to sell to Mm -hmm. but they made them sign treaties so no matter what they did they could only trade with them Mm -hmm. i think there was the berlin conference during the berlin conference which is basically when they split africa into Mm. regions basically and but during the berlin conference they explicitly Mm -hmm. were like we don't want monopolies we want there to be free trade Mm -hmm. but uncle goldie had signed treaties prior to the berlin conference so he had already like a region Mm-hmm. So he was being really aggressive. And I think even some other European countries were very against like what the Royal Ninja Company was doing at that point. But you know what? He had already signed his treaties and the treaties meant something. And, and I read somewhere that they said like the prices that traders were, had to sell their stuff to the Royal Ninja Company mm-hmm. were really low as compared to the, the surrounding territories. Of course. Mm-hmm. Because they had already signed the treaties. So whatever prices they called for them, they, mm-hmm. they had to sell it at that price. So like people started revolting, obviously, because mm-hmm. they're like, are we stupid? That's where you hear stories like King Jaja of Opobo. Jaja of Opobo. I read the book I when I... about you, him. You, you I, I read about him in primary school. But like, yeah. we didn't really understand the context yeah. of it. Like, it I was, remember him on a horse. That's the truth that's all it. I remember. But <laughs> I know he was more than that. But yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think he led like an opposition. Like, he was like, nope, I'm going to start trading with like other people. So mm-hmm. he started like a rebellion where like they started trading with other, I think, other European countries. Mm-hmm. And they exiled my man. Exiled. They literally oh, exiled him. I remember him. that. Actually. Yeah, I and like that. when they in quotes forgive him, he came okay, back and they poisoned me him. Out of my own land. That's right. I don't really grab, but, but they, okay. Let's be honest. They controlled us. It was really not our land. But um, last, last. I think with British history, they don't really say the atrocities they really committed at, as of that time. They make it sound like... Why would they? <laughs> I mean, true. But like, you can imagine a company coming in and making people sign treaties. They didn't really know what they were signing. Mm-hmm. The people are like, we don't want to gain. They're like, nope, you have to go on. <laughs> so they start like killing people and everything. A lot of those kind of things were going on. So that's really important to understanding how Nigeria became. Because as you go further, I think something happened... But it's really but it detailed. didn't explain how they've sold Nigeria. Yeah, I was getting there. Oh, okay. A lot of stuff happened. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. A lot of things happened, and then I think the they were supported by the crown, but they were not quite the crown. Okay. So like there were protectorates where it's like actually the crown is colonizing this region, mm-hmm. but then there were the companies. But like as at a point the company couldn't survive without full backing of the government mm-hmm. because there were other European countries that were had the full backing of their government. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how like they sold they sold Nigeria basically because they had had monopoly, which is basically control over the country. So well, they just how did they... handed it over. The the government mm-hmm. bought it over from them. But I guess like this is where my question comes, like how okay. did you buy it over like i mean how do they sell nigeria like it's what are they selling so nigeria but so are you saying but that nigeria was the ro- so nigeria was the royal niger company okay so nigeria okay the thing is that nigeria was actually is not nigeria 
Like, mm-hmm. the concept of Nigeria does not make sense because it's just random tribes mm-hmm. that they controlled as a company and the company just, like, put them together. That makes and sense. And they had control over the little tribes. And it, it formed the company. Okay. Do you get what I mean? Okay, so basically, Nigeria was, like, all these ethnic, like, all these ethnic groups, like, all these tribes that this company was trading with. Well, yes. Yeah. So had okay. control over. Had control over because they were more trading. accurate. But I mean, they only had control because they were trading with them, right? Yes, but they had the control treaties, over the trade. The treaties mm-hmm. that they signed, mm-hmm. basically, it it was like trade. But the more you sign treaties, the less control you really have over anything that ha- happens. Okay, it's kind of like. If you have full economic power over a region, mm-hmm. then you basically have, have control, control over, over that the region. region. That makes sense. So that's okay. what it was like. We're not your leaders, but we control your leaders. So we are your leaders. We're not your leaders, but we control your leaders. That makes sense. That makes sense. So that's kind of the rule that like they took. So the company controlled those regions. Mm-hmm. And so they just handed it over to the... um Because as of then, there was already colonization. The British already had, at that point, the Oil Rivers Protectorate, which was established in 1884 after the Berlin Conference. And that region was basically comprised of Boni, then <clears throat> Forcados, I don't know what that is, Old Calabar, New Calabar, Benin, Brass, and Opobo. Mm-hmm. So the, they already had a protectorate. They already colonized those regions mm-hmm. and then the other like regions below the um niger around the niger river were controlled by the royal niger company and mm. I, I don't really know how the north plays into this but like for some reasons after the niger company sold it to the british government mm-hmm. the there was the northern and the southern protectorate there's a gap in my knowledge there mm-hmm. um i forgot to give a disclaimer at the beginning of this <laughs> <laughs> Let's give that disclaimer yeah. now. <laughs> disclaimer. I'm I'm just someone that like literally just really likes reading up on these things. So mm-hmm. like I'm not a historian. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Hadiza gave the same disclaimer. We just really like discussing and like reading about mm-hmm. these things. And but... as you can tell, I'm just a listener like you are. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel Learning like from her. I feel like listening to the Burner Boy short clip made people be like, Oh my gosh, wow. Yeah. But I don't know like that much people are actually going to go and really, really look into like how it works mm-hmm. and how it worked more like that and how it happened. But like there was much more politics like at play. Like we mm-hmm. weren't just dormant people that they just came in and then they just played. And I think that's like a really big theme that I tried to drive home. Mm-hmm. There was so much like they exploited us like for real, for real. We had culture. We had so many things going on then. It just happens that they had the upper hand, unfortunately. And so, they like, had the seeds. They had the seeds. They yeah. had guns. They had guns. Summary. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> last, last. But that's how it worked. And, like, then and we, we know... had malaria, but malaria could not defeat them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, even the first expedition they went on, like, a lot of people died of, like, yeah. sicknesses and stuff yeah. like that. But, like, yeah, modern Unfortunately, medicine. Unfortunately, our everything. sickness was not strong It was enough. not enough. But it's okay. Shango! I'm mad your heart. It work. Where was your power? <laughs> See, I'm not with you on that one. Okay, can we edit that part? <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, yeah. But that's just the summary of it. Anyways, I found it really interesting that like Bernard Boy brought it up. So let's circle back to like why is that history important? Honestly, I feel like even just like learning from you today and like hearing that clip and everything, I really feel like it's awareness. Like, but what does awareness do? It's like in a sense it empowers you. Cause I mean, like now you literally just said, Okay, we're not dormant, like we kind of had sense. Yeah, like you know, I mean I'm pretty sure we kind of all knew we had sense, but it's like I hope so. in like in a way you probably just thought, oh, like I mean from what I've heard when I was from what I heard when I was younger, it's like, oh they they uh they brought us mirror and we sold it for like we, we sold our kids for mirrors. Yeah. Do you get so it's like it But there was an aspect so, like Obviously, it made us sound like dumb. Yeah, but we had actually never seen mirrors. No, no, no. I, I, I like that's fair. There was more. Like, there was more. It was there more was complex. rebellion. There were Ex- judges of Exactly. Exactly. There were kingdoms. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like, like that, that just really empowers. Because like, oh, okay. Like now, like you're walking around with your head a little bit higher. Because it's like my ancestors were not foolish. Like you know, they kind of like <laughs> had sense. Like you know, they they knew to rebel against these people. And I feel like not only does it empower you in that sense, it also kind of empowers you in the sense that when the British or when the UK, whenever who it is, is talking about like you know, I'm going. We have to send you guys home. Like all this like rubbishes. You're like like you have kind of Your a more stronger footing to is stand literally on. Built on my ancestors suffering exactly it's like so you bitch. have a stronger like you have a stronger thing to basically stand on like you have a stronger state to stand on because you're like okay guys here are facts here's what you guys have done to my my ancestors here's why we are disadvantaged stuff. yes here's why I'm coming to your country and I'm coming to stay <laughs> do <you> grab <laughs> yeah what I, I kind of took from it was, I think there was a part where he said, like, Nigeria started as a company. Honestly, I've been thinking about that clip since. One, because the guy was so eloquent. Can we find who said that? Like, can I marry him? <laughs> okay, but beside the fact, um, I think what really I took out of it was that we should understand that there actually wasn't a we. Like, hmm. we talk about Nigeria like... We intended it to be Nigeria. It was not built on any of our interests. Mm. It was not... Yeah, it wasn't built on any of our interests. And that's funny. So, so when they keep... Yeah, sorry. No, no, sorry no, no go, ahead, go ahead. But like I, when I they say, oh, Nigeria isn't working. No, it was not built for it to, to work. work. It yeah. was built for economic interests. Mm-hmm. And economic interests of people that were not even our own. Mm. Why is it only working? Because it wasn't built for our interests. Like, do you get what no, I mean? No, no, that makes sense. And I feel like that's very interesting. Because like, when you also think about it, you think of how many tribes they and are. like ethnic groups that there are in Nigeria, and like you literally look at like other countries beside Nigeria, like other countries in Africa, and like you see how like they probably have like two real like distinct tribes. Mm-hmm. One Nigeria has like over 150. Yeah, it's like you just think of it that way, and like hmm, like we don't even understand each other. So it's not like you know, it's a like it's a case where you're speaking Yoruba and I'm speaking Igbo and in a sense I kind of understand you it's like literally really mostly different yeah and I feel like that just kind of like puts things more into perspective because they're like we were not the same people people yeah we were literally different people that you merged together to form a company yeah so I feel like that definitely hmm, I never thought of, thought of it that way but puts that definitely a, yeah, d- like, does put a lot of things in honestly, perspective honestly a really big thing that I took out of it and like I was talking with your sister some sort before we before we started and while you were sleeping okay <laughs> have to throw that in there yes, but okay yes, because she's always sleeping oh my I don't god see what the problem but, is okay <laughs> um and she was 
was talking about the fact that even if like colonization didn't happen like she feels like because we were around the same region it might have come to a point where we decided to come together like the european union Mm -hmm. but here's the very big difference the european union shows the terms that they exactly. came together on yeah. we did not like mm-hmm. we had no say basically in what was going on mm-hmm. we did not draw any like i don't think we we drew like an agreement mm-hmm. as to like how we were going to coexist mm-hmm. in one before we became one which the european union had the advantage of doing exactly it. so like i think the biggest importance of understanding how the country came to be is understanding the origins of how we came to be mm-hmm. and understanding the context of our problems now because yeah, there's no, a context there's now a context yeah and like i think that what a lot of people are taking out of it is quite wrong this is on another thing i wanted to discuss like we always take out of these colonization stories we hate white people like i came out from researching this topic like i hate white people like <laughs> i don't hate white people sorry employers i'm joking but like, <laughs> I, I swear i'm joking um i hate white people from those days um, from those days <laughs> um but we can't keep blaming them like, why do you think it stops? I don't think it stops. You don't think it stops? I do not think it stops. But I feel like, I mean, like, that's definitely a topic that I can go on arguing about okay, for a while. Okay, please go on and but, explain to me. Because I think the narrative was, wow, they sold Nigeria for this thing. That was the <laughs> narrative on Twitter. Mm-hmm. People were like, wow, I just found out about it. Wow, these white people. <laughs> da, da, da. Where we are today, yes, the, the biggest chunk of it is the white people. It all started because of that. But it's not just the white people. We are playing ourselves continually till today. You know what? I feel like I can I can get where you're coming from with regards to that. Like I can totally get where you're coming from. But at the same time, it's like even up till today. So basically, we're talking about how like you know they monopolize da da da. da. It's exactly what Dangote did. Dangote. Like, it's Dangote. Really exactly because like that's what I was thinking. It's like it's literally exactly what Dangote did. Where did he learn it from? It's like, I feel like a lot of it, it literally trickles down. It's like, yes, like, okay. But Dangote is not a monopoly. The cement business, the tomato paste business, the, the, the pasta. In Nigeria, we use Royco. What, what do you mean? Literally, like, if you literally right now Google the cement business in Nigeria, Dangote has monopolized that whole business. He really has, like, oh oh my God. I was doing, I was reading about it the other day. I, Unfortunately, don't have my facts here. It's but fine. We can. Like, we're going to yeah. post the links to all these things. Yeah, but like, I definitely know for the cement business. Like there are other businesses that he has definitely actually the tomato based uh, tomato paste as well. Like he um like when they were when that whole tomato thing was happening and whatever was whatever. Yeah. Then he says like, oh, I'll bring my factories. We would be able to produce this much tomato. Da 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 da. All these things. So he monopolized that business think, as well. I mean, I I agree with you. There are monopolies. Mm-hmm. Look, to be honest, my brother is a conspiracy theorist, and I'm not joking. <laughs> he, but he mentioned to me, like, sorry, sorry, click the screen. I don't go say, um, if you want to fund me, you know, I'm not saying that. No, we didn't say mono, is know, monopoly is really mono, bad. Is it really bad? But, I mean, um, you know, I still stand you, but anyways, go ahead. But you know, just putting that out there, Dango, if you ever listen to this podcast. But, Maybe yeah. he does. Maybe he does. Who Maybe knows? he can fund us too. Honestly, I Dango like to mix We can rename the podcast. 
That in my experience, I used to mix cement. I think, so, don't kill me. If you want to. I think podcast, it has a ring to it. It has a ring to it. Mm. Yeah. Hi, this is Matilda and this is Tiffany. And you're listening to the Dandote podcast. podcast. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's focus. But, um, yeah, but he was just talking about how the world is actually really run by probably like 10 people because all these companies that, okay, even Unilever, for instance, at the end of that clip, he's like, okay, the Niger company still exists now and it's Unilever. Unilever. True story. Unilever bought out the Royal um, Niger company. But Unilever right now owns over 400 brands. It turns over 53.7 billion um, euros. Hmm, euros, not naira, not dollars. Not dollars. It has Axe, Dove, Omo, Hellman's, No, Lipton, Lux. Do you see? They are still controlling of us, and we don't know because, mm-hmm. like, you think Unilever, but you don't really. Th- That's what I mean. It's like they're like they definitely still have a hand in a lot of things. Yeah. That like is like that is literally going on right now like okay. even like the the french speaking countries in africa still pay tax to like so they, to france i don't i don't get it i absolutely do not understand it's like there's a lot of things like even if it may not be as like as open as we like you know as we could see then because then obviously it was like everything was happening in the open you could definitely see what was going yeah. on but like now there's just like a lot that's still going on that's still being tied to like either like what do you call it um they're still being tied to what they it's did. It's imperialism, basically, exactly. now. Like, and, and slavery, like, you know, colonization has now become imperialism. Yeah, like, so, like, that's why I wouldn't say, like, you know, it ends. Like, like that's why I'm like, I don't think it ever ends. Like, sure, like, we, we can do better. We can do better with what we now know. We can do better. We can try to, like, fight them off and, like, basically break the shackles and all those fun stuff. But it's like, I still don't think the blaming ever ends, to be honest. You know the problem? Okay, like... Again, I don't want to come from that. You know, Kanye's... I always fear to come off as Kanye in everything <laughs> because it's like slavery is a choice. No, That's it was not a That's choice. That's fear. It's a, leg- it's a real fear because I know that it has affected our history. Mm-hmm. I know it still affects us today. I know in some aspects, they are probably still doing it today. Mm-hmm. They probably still have, like, even, um, I think it was 2007 election or something. They said, like, a company in Canada or something had already like chosen who they wanted to win and stuff mm-hmm. and they like you know the same way like the Russians influenced like the yeah the American American elections kind of the same yeah. way but like they still have a heavy hand in all our politics in fact francophone Africa even more mm-hmm. but like I just feel like there's a lack of ownership when you you don't take any blame. No, that's for fair. Things. That's definitely fair. And then it's if it now starts to feel like things are out of your hand and you can't make things better, but we actually do have the power to make things mm-hmm. better. Do you get what I mean? No. So yeah. if we keep dwelling all the time, the white man, the white man this, the white man that, we're never going to move forward. You no, know, Auntie, and I, I totally agree with you. Like I don't think we should dwell on the fact that, like you know, they have and are doing these things. I feel like you know we should. We should acknowledge that it is something that they have and are doing. But, like, I feel like, obviously, we can definitely still move forward. I can be like, okay, so us, as they have done this thing to us, how are we going to become one Nigeria? Like, you know, as they have brought all these different tribes mm-hmm. and slammed us together, what are we going to do from here? Basically, how are we going to move forward from here? And I think that is something that, that we definitely have question. to do. Do we have to stay? T- I know this. Uh, see, wow, Biafra two point oh, led by Matilda Ojuku. But no, 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 
no. <laughs> no it's, it's, I actually don't want Nigeria to split because I see that there's so much potential. Like, even though they put us together for their own benefits, like, I was also talking about this with some, so they brought us together based on what the world's economy was then. So how do we know that it can be successful in today's world? Mm. But like, the truth is, I was playing devil to Africa as I always do. But like, I really do believe that even in today's world, we have a competitive advantage and there is so much that we can make together. I agree. But at the end of the day, it still was not our choice to be together. Mm-hmm. So why, why are some people so adamant? Like when Biafra was going on, which is again oh, another topic. Mm. I think we're going to deal with that when we talk with, um, Sharon and, um, Mariah. and Mariah. They are from the Ninja Delta and like, they have opinions as to why Nan- very strong Nigeria probably does not want to ever let go of the southern part, especially the Igbo sides and Niger Delta. But that's not, I don't want to be causing havoc, but sometimes say the <laughs> truth, you know. You're clearly about to shake some tables, <laughs> but like there's resources actually. Even when we had Fuad, wow, I'm actually plugging all our episodes. You wow. are <laughs> okay. When we had Fuad, check out the episode <laughs> on mm-hmm. episode 27. So, Fuad is the guy that he had gone to all the states in Nigeria. He mentioned how like he believes that every single state like he can name one thing that if they really really work on they can be self-sustainable like we don't have to have that centralized government where we crowd all the money and take it up to the federal government and Mm -hmm. then they decide how to redistribute it like each state can literally run independently and i'm wondering why nigeria has never has not ever considered doing that because it wouldn't be fair to the people that want it to like that like the government the way it is that's exactly why it's really about like maintaining the interests of the people currently the in the government. In the government. Because it's like, I mean, yes, I agree with what Fuad said. Each state probably has that thing that can sustain them. But to what extent? For instance, the South-South with oil, it would definitely, we would definitely be the richer state. But that's fine. You can move for economic opportunities. We mm-hmm. are still one country. No, no, yeah. Like, but you get what but I like, mean? that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's still like, yes, you, you can move. But it's like, for instance, if I was from the North... <laughs> go, no, on, for, go for on, go on. Yeah, and it's like we probably have our thing. Like I can't really think of think of it, but I'm pretty sure if they I thought used to about have it, the ground nuts. Um, oh yeah, ground nuts. Yeah, you probably have our thing that can. I don't know. They have their yeah, the thing, thing stuff. Stuffs. I've heard they about it. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure if we have that thing that can sustain us, and it probably would sustain them too, and they probably even be doing really okay. But it's just the ability for like humans to always want to compare. They might be doing okay, but like. If they now decide to look at their neighbors, well, not really their neighbors, but like if they decide to look at the South-South and see how much they're doing with oil, because oil would definitely be sustaining, like in today's economy anyways, oil would probably sustain the South-South more than it would, like more than the granite or whatever it is that the North has would sustain them. So I feel like it's just that ability to compare. It's like, okay, we can see that what, we're, what we have is okay. can healthy competition? Like a lot of people have brought that up. No, like America runs be. like that. It can be, but I just feel like the people in the government who are mainly, the people in the government, Who's we're going to stop there. <laughs> the people in the government, I feel like they definitely know that it would not be as much to their advantage as they would like it to be. So therefore, it's not something that they want that we want to implement. Because it's like, even though it might work for them, but it's like, also don't forget, now they also have to put in their extra work. Now the people who have not been putting in that work to basically build their economy and build their states would have to put in that extra work. 
why do I want to do that when I can just get like all this money, money and resources from, from the south and basically distribute it at, like the way I want to? So it's like it's just like now you just you're basically saying here's your homework. I'm just like, bro, why do I have to do my homework when you're going to do everything and like I just copy from you, do you grab? So it's like it's, there's a sense of defeat I feel like I have because it's like they set like the British people set us up for this. Mm-hmm. And we are continuing in the ways like causing more problems for ourselves. But I don't, I don't really see a way out. Like, really, I, I, I think don't. we should do what Ghana did. We should just kill. Also, oh, you kill. You. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> once again, my friends in the government at high places. This, this is, this is just a we're joking. It's just banter. Do you like, grab? obviously, like <laughs> it's obviously just banter. Me. I don't want you guys dead. Not even in the slightest bit. <laughs> in fact, our new name is APC. <laughs> Welcome podcast. to the APC podcast. The APC podcast. Or PDP, whoever pays PDP, more. Exactly. <laughs> APC, PDP, ACC. However, we want to run it. We can move like but that. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know how. No, there is a sense of defeat, definitely. But I feel like it's just, like, it's like Nigerians are tired. I feel like that's what it tired. is. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm tired. We are tired. When I started this podcast, I was like, I don't know what happened to me that year, but I was a freedom fighter. <laughs> like, she, I was like, I want to move back to Nigeria, run for president. <laughs> and then election year came and I was just like, you see, Nigeria? Or you're lower. No. Or you're lower because yeah. I'm not on it's this. Like, we're like, tired because it's just the same cycle that just keeps being repeated. And it's like, it's what you said, right? Like, yes, the British came and they, they did this. They are still doing all these rubbishes. But we can rise from it in a sense. But it's like, Biafra, they tried to become the independent state or whatever it is. It's like, they really are tired. It's and like, we just keep recycling the same people in office, you know, who obviously want the same things from, for them, their Themselves, friends. Themselves, yeah. And, and all of that fun stuff. So it's like, let's circle back again to my question. Mm-hmm. What is the point of awareness of a of Burner Boy putting it on his his album? Like I'm aware now, mm-hmm. but I'm tired. I mean, because I'm so, so like, tired because we know. Okay, we don't know actually in Nigeria. <laughs> we don't know. But even if we are in the know, mm-hmm. even if your average Nigerian knows, mm-hmm. is that going to change anything well, in reality? You see, maybe you're tired, but that doesn't mean that the next person might be tired. Like Nigeria as a whole, I think. Nigeria as a whole is tired. But like the individuals, right? Like there might be some individuals are like, oh, now I know this. Maybe we can do something. And there might be a couple like really entry, like we're just watching Hunger Games and we're like, it just takes that one person to literally break down that structure. So it's like it really and truly Nigeria as a whole might be tired, but like somebody might just be knowing this for the first time and they're like Okay then, and like you know, they're Become able to a do freedom fighter. Exactly, they're able to do something with their successful. knowledge. Like there was really one Nelson Mandela. So mm. like, if you think about it, it's really just like that one person to just go out there and be like, okay, we're going to. I think we're waiting for a Messiah or something. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I think Nigerians are, That's but like, problem. honestly, I know quite frankly, I would not be that person. But if that person actually... does arise, I can fund them. Wow, <laughs> that's the not even follow them just fun. No, no, I can obviously like you know I can follow, I can retweet them, I can follow them. Wow, I can, I can stand by them. Oh my gosh, the Twitter generation. I can, <laughs> I can stand by them, and I can also like do what I, I can also fund them. I can't even lie. But if you want to tell me to stand in front, I'm not really sure about Lucky, that. Lucky, I would actually but... stand in front. I and just need great, and I'll fund you. <laughs> I just need someone that I because I've heard so many in quote, solutions to Nigeria's problems. But I have never 
never seen anyone really, really put it into action and be successful. If our Mandela comes up mm-hmm. and they have like, and they actually start something and it picks up, like Loki, I'll actually follow out. Like the vim that I had for Nigeria last year, I it don't will, know where it came from, again. but it can arise again. And, and I just need to great. have that. Why, why don't hope. you just be the Mandela then? No, I'm good. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no! I'm good. I'm wow. a girl. I'm a woman in mm-hmm. Nigeria. That would even that would even be Double what Mandela. would make it more iconic. <laughs> think about it. Since I ain't trying to go to jail. Honestly, think about it. You'll be the Harriet Tubman of Nigeria. Yeah. Now it would it would be iconic. Honestly, whenever whenever you're ready, just let me know. Me, I can find you people. Actually, <laughs> so you want me to die? Mama? No, not die. <laughs> I don't want you to die. Obviously, against like like that's why you need funds. Cause like to do things like this, you need money. Mm. Cause you cannot just do like one person from like Shagamu can't just like go there and that's be racist. like <laughs> and be like okay like I mean I doesn't have the funds like because they will actually kill you yeah. so you need funds for protection connections you need funds for connections Dangote hit us up need, mm, yeah that's that's our friends Loki is ruling this country Loki 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 that's exactly yeah, what I should have like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know that's a whole other thing he'll just but be yeah. walking around without his bland face like Honestly, sorry me I'm joking please no. uh, Dangote podcast no. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, that was Matilda speaking. <laughs> that was Matilda speaking. <laughs> now cut it out. You think I'm done? That was Matilda speaking. I'm joking. Mama he, he just speak. actually always looks like he doesn't know what's going on. But moving he, on to greater heights. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I just, I mean, I feel like we would. I, I think Nigeria, like Nigerians, are tired. But like, I do think, like you know, we can and we would arise. And like you know, not sure how, but if you're ready, just let me know. Yeah, hit us up, and we can you know we can find a way. Like I would not be in front with you, but I will try to do what I can with what I have. I will. I've told you I will. Just yeah, hit us up at Africa Support on Twitter. Exactly. We'll start by retweeting your tweet. We'll start by yeah. yeah. We'll go from there. We'll go from there. We'll move. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it just takes that one person to break to break the cycle to shoot the apple from the from the pig's mouth. So, um, yeah. Yo, okay, yeah, so. Also, if you'd like to fund, to fund me, Dangote, just putting it out there, that, yeah. I mean, who, if he funds the podcast indirectly, he's funding us. If he likes fund me. No, 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 no. In my mind, <laughs> you have to act in the best interest of the podcast. Dangote, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Darling. <laughs> Help. Help. Anyways, guys, yeah, so that's been, like, I just feel like this was more of a, like, you guys should know, and, mm-hmm. like, here's why we think you should know kind of podcast. We don't really have the solutions. I don't think anyone does, except when our Nelson Mandela comes up, he will have a solution. But till then, we don't, but I think it's really, really important to be aware. Mm-hmm. Um, when this episode drops, we're going to drop links to, like, articles where you can read. I read so much on it that I didn't even know how to articulate what I was reading because there's so much complexities to these things. Like, Mm -hmm. so much was happening. It's never a direct story. So I think y'all should go read up and understand what happened. Be empowered. Yeah, be empowered, honestly. Yeah. Anyways, lessons from the week. Lessons from the week. Faji's life. Okay, well, let me be, let me rephrase that. Imama, you find different ways to say come and enjoy. <laughs> Every week. I see my life. Suffering is a choice. Abhi, yeah, suffering is a choice. Um, you should enjoy life. Uh, you should, it, every time. Are you not doing enough? Let me tell you guys that my motto in life mm-hmm. is actually to enjoy yourself. <laughs> 
honestly, enjoy yourself and live for God. I just do what you can. But you know what? My lesson from this week, <laughs> before I know get sidetracked, is. is honestly, Faji is the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, Faji, like, as for, like, parties and, like, you know, like... Weddings especially, honestly, enjoyments. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not really the ones who go to the club and all of that. Like, not saying anything wrong with that. Just personally, I would just rather go for a wedding. And honestly, weddings are fun. Go for more weddings. Dress nice. Just dress nice. Go out. Live your best life. Wear your best fits. Go out. Live your best life. And go and dance. Dance away your problems and your farts, which is what I try to do, but no work. But I should that story for another day. But yeah. Except if you're going to a wedding every day. Oh, true. Then that would definitely be you lose um, weight. a workout regimen. But yeah, what was uh, your own lesson from the week? I, I don't think I've actually learned anything. I think I'm in That's the- a lie. Wait, learn. Let me learn. Are you even in my shoes? <laughs> you say you haven't learned anything. I'm like, that's not possible. Like, I have learned, I probably learned stuff every day, but mm-hmm. then, like, that's more like it. I think the biggest lesson that I'm learning is not something that I think I've learned, but it's something I'm in the process of learning. Like, it's just know your self-worth mm. and try to work accordingly. Uphold it? Like, do you mean, like, cut your coats according to your size type of no, way? No, no, or no. Just know like... your self-worth. Like, it's like, know what... You are worth. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like. I heard someone say this, and I kind of, kind of agree, but not quite. She was like, she hates when people say deserve because, like, no one really deserves anything. But I kind of agree half and half. But like, actually, know kind of what you deserve because to an extent, you don't deserve some things, and. Sometimes people try to throw you shit that, like, you don't deserve. And you need to know your self-worth and know that, like, this is not what I should be taking in my life. Like, do you get what I mean? I'd- like Amber from Love Island, but okay. <laughs> Amber won! Yeah, Amber won Love Island, by the way, guys. Oh, so that's damn. a really happy Congrats. moment. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that does make yeah, sense. Yeah, just know your self-worth. And I, I don't think I've learned it quite because it's like, I do, but I don't know how to really, like, execute. I'm not a confrontational person. Person, but like yeah i'll tell you guys when i learn anyways catch you guys next week bye see you next week bye